action. Guys, welcome back to the Iris Pod, and this is a really special one. So we're here today, delighted to be joined by Neil Tickham, who is our SVP of Global Sales, joined the business, and we've been waiting for this moment for about three or four months. It feels this well. Yeah, Neil, <laughs> it's so good to have you on board and part of the Irish journey and indeed steering the ship. Um, first of all, you know, tell us what you've been doing. Tell us about a brief history of your career and really what excited you by the Irish opportunity. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, super excited to be here. It does feel like it's been a long time coming, but uh, yeah, great to finally be in the role. Um, yeah, well, I've spent 20, I'll stop counting, 25 years, I suppose, in the uh, in the telecom space, we call it that, for the last 20 more years in the contact center space particularly. So I've spent most of my career working for some of the largest global CX vendors, as we call them today, um, focusing on CX and innovative technology and working with call centers. So it's been my passion really for um, since... 1999, I think we can date it back to. I wasn't going to age you like that. I was going to say you must have started your career when you were 15. Exactly. You've got good genes. Tough um, around. <laughs> so Iris, I mean, you know, we're the new kid on the block in this space. We're obviously a company with a with a pedigree in, in all things exciting, audio, immersive. And this um, moment that we had where we were all locked down and, you know, working virtually had this spark of an idea to correct the environment that we were working in so that we could communicate better. What? What excites you about that essence of an idea and how we can push that out into this CX space? Yeah, I mean, where do I begin? I mean, I think it's just something which captured my imagination immediately. I've spent years talking about digital customer engagement and innovation around self-sufficiency and integration to different data, but almost we've overlooked the obvious, which is the uninterrupted, clear conversation that we need to have and COVID exaggerated that we had more often than ever behind screens for most of us for so long. So when I started to read about what Iris were doing and how that sort of idea came around, I just thought this was the perfect time to really focus on that. And throughout all my career, I can't think of a, a situation where I'd thought, wow, this is something which is so obvious, but yet hadn't been explored or exploited up until now. So the opportunity, I think, is endless, right? The marketplace I'm familiar with recognizes, we've seen that in the recent studies you've done, um, that the problem's there. Um, for me, it's been long overlooked, as I say. And I think as the the world moves more to digital and voice conversations become more important than ever because they're less, uh, they're less in, in some sense, they're less popular, but they're more important when they happen. We need a clear, uninterrupted conversation. So I think there's going to be a greater need to focus on that than ever. And again, a COVID shot a light on that, that difficulty, I think. I think, you know, week one, um, day two, we were together along with um, Chris at the uh, at the CCMA annual conference in in London. We were um, wonderful sunny day and a view out over Great over view. Westminster and St James. Um, that stuck out to me in Stephen Yap's insights uh, session early on about how those administrative conversations. Where's my parcel? They all happen in an automated chatbot kind of scenario. Mm, more, and, more. and indeed, the consumer wants to self-serve that information. They don't want to ring someone up, no. which makes the conversations that are taking place with a human being premium in their nature. Mm -hmm. We're solving churn issues. We're solving a payment dispute. We're solving maybe a high-value purchase or something like that, or yeah. sharing important information. Um, so we've got to make sure that the experience is also premium. And the I don't think it is, be. which is the whole point of what we're doing here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think um, 
I can say that the conversations we're having are more important than ever because we are shifting in line with consumer demand to do certain monotonous tasks in a self-service way. So when we have a conversation, it's for a reason. Um, the greatest cost of any contact center is its people. People are needed to have real-time engagement conversations. So the premium around having an elongated, complicated conversation has never been more prevalent. So to ensure that we have that conversation in the shortest period possible without interruption or repetition is an obvious priority for, for contact centers today. And all the data points I've read over the last few years still point towards the fact that we aren't tiring of picking up the phone. We want to pick up the phone in certain situations more than we might have done in the past because there's more choice to interact to get information self-sufficiently for certain mundane tasks. And we don't call a call center for the fun of it. It's something we have to do because we need some information and we can't get it elsewhere. So let's make it as pleasant and as uninterrupted and as un um, uh, obfuscated as we as we can do um, and then push and, and keep the digital channels alive for that reason. I mean, it, it, we've got it propped up here. The guys said, why don't we prop that up um, <laughs> so people can see it? So this is for those of you that haven't uh, had a chance to to download and read this. This is our this is our white paper, um, the role of audio in an increasingly digital world. And, and it's free and available at uh, iris.audio forward slash white paper. And I always look over to and I'm getting nods, so that is the correct URL, right but we'll place. put it on the screen as well. Um, you know, this is something that I guess we shared with you before we published it and uh, and got your take on it. And some of the key stats that we keep talking about, but they're so vital to everything you're saying. Very we heard, heard about yesterday as well, in the um, on Tuesday, sorry, at the CCMA event, 89% of agents tell us that background noise affects their performance. I know. I mean, that cannot be ignored, can it? No, it was amazing. And I, I had no idea it'd be that dramatic. Uh, I've spent many, many years walking the floors of contact centers in that background noise. And we all know that's a problem, but to actually have that validated by that cohort of sur surveyed uh, agents is just re-emphasizes what I suspected, I suppose, and just puts some greater time and attention and light on, on this problem. So yeah, I'm not, not entirely surprised, but probably a little surprise on that, 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 that actual number. Yeah, to that, to that. I mean, it's huge. Um, a thousand agents that we that we spoke to as part of the, the study to, to prime this. So it's based on you know Greenfield research. Um, and then on the mirror of that, the customer, we, we interviewed them too as part of this. And 85% and 85 of consumers that have spoken to someone on, on, a, on a call center call said that they have to repeat themselves mm. because of the impact of noise, either at their end yep. or the end of the call center. So that's increasing call length. Yep. We, you just said the most expensive resource for a call center is the people. Yeah. So we need to optimize their time. We do, we do. And you know, for years, technology has been focused around how we can ultimately do more with, with less. And if there are ways in which we can automate, then everybody wants to do that. And there's a place for that, but certain things shouldn't be taken away from a live agent. So when the conversation, as I say, takes place, let's make it as uninterrupted and, and as, as we can. And from a customer experience point of view, there is nothing worse. And all the surveys point to this for um, delaying getting information, uh, obstacles in getting information, and of course, repeating information. So if we can minimize that through just taking out the, the background um, distraction, if you will, then clearly that's gonna have a positive effect on CX. Yeah. I mean, we're living in slightly um, troubling times, really. And I, I feel like that's been a theme for, gosh, uh, five years or more, but probably, Probably it's just a constant forever, but you know we're certainly in an era where energy pricing, um, you know, people are uh, having their you know 
um, budget's pinched a, a, a little bit. It's tight. Um, yeah. So if you've got a demanding query or something that's really causing you probably quite a lot of stress mm. to speak to someone, the face or certainly the voice of of essentially that company, that brand. Yeah. Um, and loyalty is no, you're not you're not really loyal to an energy firm. It's as not an guaranteed. Example. It's not guaranteed. No, definitely not. So you know, we need to make sure that we're providing good solutions to those people that may, might be vulnerable or going through hard times. Yeah, I think I think consumers are measuring brands more than ever. They always have done. I've been a big advocate of, of personalization in customer engagement in terms of understanding me, my situation, my my challenges. If I'm a vulnerable customer, as much mentioned of that at the moment, then we should be treated in a, in a certain way. This uh, area of focus applies to all those people and has a, even more of, a, of an impacting effect on people that are in difficulty or, or, or in a stressful situation or, or, or circumstance. So I think that's just an added benefit of the current climate where we have distressed customers, vulnerable customers that are having more sensitive conversations than ever. They might even be um, embarrassed by what they have to discuss. So let's make it as simple as we can. And again, as, uh, as unobstructed as we can. Yeah, I mean the the final point that I always want to highlight in the white paper, people can can download it as I say and and digest it themselves for free. Um, but it's this point around the agents' well being. Sixty nine percent of agents told us that the background noise affects their their mental well being. Um, and I guess when you're one when you're doing that role and the demands of it, the KPI driven demands, and you're speaking to 30, 40, maybe even you know into the high tens, if not a hundred dials a day, and you're speaking to customers and you can't predict where they're going to be anymore. No. People are out and about a lot more. They're on their mobile. 69% saying that it affects their well-being in an industry which has a high churn rate. This is not just about the customer experience. This is also about the, the enjoyment factor of a, of a job, right? Yeah, very much so. I mean, the, the impact on agent well-being cannot be underestimated. Your, even the report highlighted that and churn has always been a big issue in contact centers it ranges from anything from 25 percent all the way up to almost 100 percent in certain businesses that I've, I've witnessed and uh anything to help with that is is clearly very important um it is a tough job you know it's a tough job i've worn a headset many years ago and i remember what it was like you're measured you know very very uh tightly all the time uh you can't predict who's going to be on the call and what mood they're in and the situation they're going to be in you know 30 years ago it was landline to landline agent to probably somebody at home or the office today it's agent to which could be remote to person most likely in the street on a mobile so if you just think of it that way the scenarios that face uh, an agent are limitless and much more complex so it wouldn't be you know remiss of me to walk down oxford street in the middle of all those people and ring my uh telco provider and have a conversation about an upgrade and that agent's got to deal with it because i choose to do it on my lunch break and or in a busy street so these are things that are just consequences of modern day contact center operation, but we can make a difference too and take that problem away. And the impact of that are endless, including agent well-being, it's true. Yeah. The um, the other area in the non-real-time space is analytics. And there's so much data and insight in, in voice. Uh, voice of the customer has always been a a buzzword but now so many tools out there that can analyze and mm. and uh, present some some data to to business leaders um but again noise is, is eroding the value yeah. in that in that and i think we heard a lot about that on on tuesday at the ccma event a lot of suppliers and and solution providers there talking about talking about that problem 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, that's technology that has high impact and, you know, bringing actionable insight into a company is highly valuable. There are many companies that specialize in that, but they, they, they admitted, we spoke to one or two on Tuesday, that it's as good as the information and audio they can work with. So if we can clean and improve that, then that has a knock-on effect on obviously their their rates of, um, of of understanding, which improves then the data and outputs and, and services they can provide, which can be a high degree of accuracy and self-sufficiency for knowledge. And maybe that's something we can use in a bot or whatever the application might be. So I probably didn't appreciate that when I first started looking to Iris as a, as a, a part of the proposition, but that's, you know, really exciting too because they're as good as as i say as the audio they're presented with so clearly if we can help with that they're interested in us that's a benefit for all three parties yeah absolutely um i don't know how much you can talk about it but you you were judging uh oh, the yeah. awards um yeah. uh thing yesterday this, yesterday yeah um for those of you listening or watching uh, yesterday was wednesday the 13th i think it was uh, i don't know when this is going to go <laughs> anyway the 12th apparently there we go um not to talk so much about the actual entrance or, or who might win because that might be secret but what are your predictions for 2023 it feels like uh it feels like covid's kind of just been ignored that's forgotten now but now we're adjusting into a world with hybrid homework like who would have thought that you could run a call center from people's homes well you can but what are the predictions that you have for the cx space and audio as a component of that? Well, I think there's no doubt we're, we're, we're entering into a period of economic downturn and uncertainty, um, whether you pin it towards the energy crisis or economic uncertainty around the economy or even you know uh, other factors like the, the war in Ukraine and even the hangover of COVID. 2023 and, and the near future are gonna be challenging. Um, what comes with that in our space is a natural focus on budgeting and investment. How do we do more with less? How can we save? How can we reduce our cost to serve. These are metrics that contact centers have to focus upon, but it has to be done in a way that doesn't change or degrade customer experience because as a consumer, we're looking for better service, better pricing. We're looking to compare brands on both the service and the cost. So it's even more pressure on brands to provide a better service whilst not degrading their customer base by pushing them away because they're trying to cut corners in service. So. I think that there will be a focus on quality conversations, you know, not to just state the obvious that we're, what we're interested in, but there'll also be a focus on doing more with less, upping the proficiency and accuracy of self-service channels. That doesn't always mean pushing someone to a non-live engagement, but it will be in some instances. And consumers are still ready for that. And I think certain brands have not utilized the opportunity in, in providing more intelligent self-service for certain engagements. And that will become a necessity because you've got to reduce the cost to operate. And there's no, just no getting away from that. And I think we, we knew we clearly can help with that by lowering handling time, by focusing the right attention and clarity, pardon the pun, on the conversations that matter. Yeah. I mean, let's address the elephant in the room and, and we've spoken about it and you interrogated us about it before you joined and you obviously um, didn't feel like this was the case, otherwise you wouldn't be here. But does it make what we're doing optional? Is it, is it is this something that's like a nice to have? No, I, I didn't think that for a minute. I think it's, it, it struck me, it's almost so obvious that it's, I don't know why it's been overlooked up until now. So much focus has been spent on digital customer engagement. We've just assumed we accept voice for what it is. Um, my prediction is that once this becomes not mainstream, but starts to be used in B2C engagements, both consumers will expect more of their brands 
the concept being simply, I've had a conversation with this insurance company today and it was amazing. I was in the street, but it was a really clear, uh, uninterrupted conversation. But then I rang my water company and I could barely hear them for the din and the noise. What was the difference? Iris was the difference. So I think it would become almost infectious to a degree where consumers will expect it um, and brands will have to sort of adopt it to keep up with the growing expectation that it's no longer acceptable to have the dog barking if you're a home agent or overhearing the other agent's conversation, which we all too often do in the call center. I, I think so too. And I think, you know, that certainly cut through. It's like the kind of no brainer. Oh, why didn't, why hasn't someone done this before? Mm. Was definitely a yeah, tone the other day. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and I, I, I'm excited about that. Um, before we wrap up here, uh, not to give away the, the secrets of the, of the plan, but how do you think we take this to market? What's your focus as SBP of global sales? Um, is this something where we're going to interact directly with BPOs and outsource call centers and, and call centers in big organizations direct? Is this about bringing the platforms on board or is this about the value-added resellers, consultants and so forth that are out there? I think there's sort of a short, medium, long-term strategy to that, Tom. Um, you know, right now we're getting high interest from key key clients based on the great work you've done with like the reports and other things already, which we're obviously following through. We had some success with already, but to scale the business to reach its potential, we need to build a ecosystem of partners and, and, and channels all around the world. And there are so many companies that have different vested interests in our target audience that will see benefit in adding Iris into their portfolio on the one hand to basically add value to the products and services that they've already sold in their contact center environment, but also to use it as a conduit to open conversations they might have otherwise remained closed. So that will be a benefit to all to, to, to all parties concerned. I think the applicability of this is wider than contact center, we know that. You know, whilst that's an obvious use case to go after those 15 million users around the world, we know there are other applications that I'm excited to get into, whether it's healthcare, education, motorsport, air traffic control, who knows, things I'm not such an expert in, but I'm keen to explore. Um, clearly, so we can we can use the Iris technology into those spaces. So, I'm, you know, my mind's racing as to where we start, and I've got to sort of temper that enthusiasm so we can put a plan together. But um, it's going to be a fast ride. I'm super excited to uh, get started. Excellent. Uh, yeah. I mean, like I say, great to have you on board. Um, and uh, I mean, a few little things that people can react to. Uh, you know about the white paper. You can get a copy of that for free. Iris.audio forward slash white paper. Um, we're going to be recruiting for a lot of roles. Neil's going to be leading the charge. So we are looking for telesales people. We're looking for a telesales manager. We're looking for a channel partner manager. We're looking for a sales executive in the UK and in the US. In the US. Um, so if you're interested in that, then get in touch and connect with Neil. Neil's a bit of a, uh, a legend in this space. You probably already not, connected with him on LinkedIn. You're too kind. I'm not sure that's true, but uh, yeah, obviously work with a lot of people over the years, so uh, network's quite wide, but do, do reach out because we are looking to hire and add to the team quite quickly. We've got big plans for this quarter and next year, and we need help yeah. to do that, so uh, please do. We do, and you can also find out about one of our um, real landmark clients, uh, Ascensos, and I want to call out Ascensos, such a a thought leader in the space, adopted home working before it was trendy, um, a fantastic outsource provider based up in Scotland, but with offices everywhere, including South Africa and over in Europe. So a uh, uh, big shout out to, to you all for adopting Iris Clarity and, and uh, you can find the news about that. And it may inspire you to go on the same journey. Um, part of that is just doing a free trial. Get Try it, 
Exactly. Try it. Try it with your agents. Neil, thank you so much. You're Great welcome, to have John. you on board. This Pleasure has been a bit here. of a um, a bit of a different style of podcast, but it, it's fascinating to get your experience and have that as part of the company. No, you're very welcome. I can't wait to get started. Thanks, everyone. See you next time thank on you. the Iris Pod.